Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. We are thrilled to be able to deliver relevant, timely content to you, our business owner audience. Our guest for this episode is a partner with an accounting firm who specializes in working with privately held businesses. He's going to share some of his anecdotes with us and talk about some recent client transaction stories that I think are going to be sure to give you ideas for your own exit. Before we do that, I'd like to thank Sunbelt Business Advisors and JAK CPAs for sponsoring our show and for the work they do to support the best possible outcomes for business owners. For business owners, it can be overwhelming to start planning a transition or exit strategy, but it's so important to avoid unwanted outcomes and unexpected tax bills. The CPAs at JAK, John A. Knudsen and Company, can guide you and help make sense of the numbers. Our firm was established over 90 years ago, and we've assisted countless companies with ownership transitions. Leaving your business is a process that takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at jakcpa.com. That's jakcpa.com. You wouldn't go deep-sea fishing without a guide, or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Hey, everybody, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be conducting an in-person workshop hosted by True North M&A for a half day on October 19th. This workshop is for business owners who'd like to jumpstart planning their future exit, and we would love to have you join us. Go to poisedforexit.com for more information and registration. Seating is limited to just 20 people, so get your seat reserved right away. There's no better time to protect your biggest asset than right now. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We are here with Andy Knudsen, who is a partner with JAK CPAs and one of our very important sponsors. Andy, welcome to Poise for Exit. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. I know that you're going to have all kinds of great stories to share, and our listeners are going to be anxious to hear them. But before we do that, I would like to have you just share um, kind of a little bit of history around JAK, and, and obviously your last name is Knudsen. And how that fits into the mix. Um, yeah, so let's start with that. For sure. Yeah. So the firm was started in 1925, and actually by my great-grandfather, so the, the original Andy Knutson. Wow. Um, and it's been, it, 
iterations through the through the years uh, was always in downtown Minneapolis um, until 1998 when the partners at the time moved it to the current location in Falcon Heights. Um, throughout that time, it, it was it, lots of different clients, different industries. Um, we slowly started to focus in on the construction industry. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple partners have have come and gone. Um, my grandfather, John Knutson, is the uh, the whose name is on the on the building. And uh, then my father, Brian Knutson, was one of the partners. Uh, and then I joined the firm officially full-time in 2003. Uh, mm. But if you added up part-time hours, I've, I've probably been there since about 1995. I was one of the, I was the file room kid for, uh, through high school and, you know, toss someone five bucks an hour and they'll do whatever you want, right? So right. that was me. <laughs> well, $5 an hour was more then than it is now, yeah, that's for that, sure. no doubt about it, yeah. <laughs> So did you ever have any aspirations of doing anything else? You know, I was one of those weird guys who uh, just knew he wanted to do what the what the family did and yeah. jumped into it. I would say um, when it became real for me that I wanted to be a CPA was in high school. Uh, I went to graduate from Bloomington Kennedy in junior year. You could take an accounting class and I took it and it just uh, it's genetic, I guess. It just came natural. Sounds like so it. from there, I went to the Carlson School. Uh, at the University of Minnesota and graduated in 03 and jumped right into full-time public accounting. Awesome. So is your dad still with us? Uh, he retired about three years ago. Okay, so, but he's yeah. still around. And Absolutely. He's got to be so proud of you. I, I would like to think so. Yeah, well, no. yeah, for sure. Well, yep. once he listens to the show, I mean... Well, why right? not? Right, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So tell us about your role in the firm. What What are some of the like your specialties? Sure. Mm-hmm. So our firm, uh, 50 staff all together, full service, um, everything from individual taxes to corporate audits. And I would say my uh, role just mirrors what the firm does. So most of it revolves around business owners mm-hmm. uh, and the business taxes or the reviewed audited financial statements, um, along with their individual taxes then. Uh, and sure. then what that rolls into fa- estates and trusts. Um, outside of the client base I, at the firm, I'm in charge of our, our hiring, which is a, a exciting time right now. So mm-hmm. if anyone listening is interested in a new job at an accounting firm, come give me a call. Um, but then at, also in charge of some of the other the scheduling with clients and uh, our, our overall firm mm-hmm. firm scheduling and, and operations. So. Well, you're wearing a lot of hats, but you're probably capable of doing that, right? <laughs> Following your dad around, your grandfather and all that. So far, so good. Isn't that great? Yeah. So um, I would just like to put in a plug for your firm because um, I've referred a lot of clients to your firm and I've had many satisfied um, clients through the process of working with your firm in a lot of different ways. And um, I know that your firm has really great culture. So I'd just like to endorse what you just said about recruiting because it's true. Like culture is really important. And as you know, we have an event coming up um, on October 6th. Absolutely. That we're going to be talking about how culture can drive enterprise value in a business. And um, not to put in a commercial in right now, but I might as well talk about it because it's it's an important event. And I'd love to, to see as many business owners there as possible and their advisors, actually. We still have a lot of seats left. We have a very large venue at Midland Hills. It's uh, 2 to 6 p.m., and you'll find registration information on this event in the show notes, as well as contact information for you and your website. Um, But let's jump into some stories now. I always like to have my clients tell stories about their clients and the ways that your firm has been able to 
really help a client um, maximize and and have a positive outcome, right, with their exit. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, you know, a number of different ways to go about it. Um, our firm, we always start with the with the client and, and the needs, you know, or, or their wants. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't necessarily start out with the most complicated tax planning strategy just because uh, maybe that saves a few dollars. If that doesn't accomplish the client's needs, what's the point? So mm-hmm. um, we start out with a holistic approach with the client, figure out what they want to do. Is it a a sale to internal um, key people? Is it a, a family member succession plan? Mm-hmm. Is it to maximize the dollar? And, and so maybe go outside of the company. Yeah, so, so we figure out what, that, what they're looking for first um, and then kind of take the plan from there. Um, we've had clients that have started that conversation and realized, you know what, maybe I don't necessarily want to um, step away from the business altogether but there's maybe there's another way to do about it, and right. and so I've had uh, a client. Oh, it was probably about six or seven years ago. You know, rather than just sell either to to his kids or to an outside party, he looked around and he actually found another group that did a similar line of business. This is a, a retail a, um, medical equipment retail location, and decided to. Um, merge with the other side because they had a little different um, customer base mm-hmm. than what my client had. Sure. And so they merged together and uh, it's been it's been a wonderful success since then. So that was a fun one and and merging with someone else and then, and uh, brings in lots of new dynamics. You need to make sure you're ready for that as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was uh, so that was one way um, we have also worked with clients on the on the family succession side of it, which brings in its own dynamic. Um, and so there mm-hmm. might be a combination of, of sale, combination of gift. Uh, sometimes in those instances, you have to balance out with the kids that aren't in the business, um, but still need to benefit from the transaction in some way. Right. Um, and so that, you know, that type of situation and, and the specific client I'm thinking of there brought in some other, um, some trust, trust into the picture where it was a sale of stock to some, some trust, um, non-voting stock, because that way some of these uh, children who weren't, weren't active in the business, mm-hmm. they could still benefit from the economic performance of the business later on. Sure. So in terms of how JAK provided services and the things that you did, Let's back up for a second mm-hmm. um, with the company that merged. Yeah. Okay. It seems to me that when two companies merge or whether, or, you know, conversely, you have another company acquiring another company, right? You still have a lot of the same issues, right? Correct. There's still yeah. a lot of things that, that overlap in terms of integrating two companies together, right? So from an accounting standpoint, how did you guys help with that? Yeah. So from an accounting and tax standpoint, uh, you know, we had to help bring in the uh, merge two accounting systems. Right. Um, work with the controller, uh, and a lot of this really comes down to needing key talent inside the business to help with these things. Uh, and so we we'd assisted the the CFO controller in in merging the accounting systems. Um, cutoff is a big piece in in the accounting and tax world. So what's the day of the merge? Mm. Um, what's the what's the investment uh, balance on each side? You know, you still got to balance out that equation. There's true ups afterwards. So this specific client, since it dealt with insurance reimbursements, 
um, we had built into, along with the attorney's help, of course, mm -hmm. um, built in a, a 12 month true up. So we looked back a year later to see what was really collected from insurance companies versus what wasn't, because you, you never quite know in that industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so then that needed to um, balance out one side, maybe owed the other a little more money when it was all said and done. Well, and yeah, because it's such a leg time, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Before they actually get paid on a lot of that stuff. Correct. Well, so on the family succession side, you talked about non-voting shares and trusts. Yeah. And what other ways did you provide value to that family? You know, I think in that situation, it, it's just a lot of communication. So mm, there's a lot really? of... Yeah, absolutely. It always <laughs> comes down to communication. Doesn't right? it, though? It does. It's such a no-brainer, but sometimes it's just lacking across the board everywhere. So thank you for saying that. Yep. And and yeah, the, uh, in, in our world, the accounting and the tax side of things, no one wants to hear about a code section, right? They want me to know a code section or our firm to know, but mm -hmm. they don't need to know it. So... Sure. It, it kind of comes down to just being able to communicate the the big picture items and and how a decision such as non-voting or voting shares um, or a a sale or a gift to a trust, what's the cash ramifications? You know, what does that mean? What what is someone going to get at the end of the day after taxes? And so I think what our firm does very well is communicates that clearly in an understandable manner mm -hmm. um, also working at a table with advisors so we for this deal we'd be in a big conference room and there would be the attorneys mm -hmm. the wealth advisors the um, obviously the the owners the children and and us and just being able to work in a team environment uh, just like when you were back in high school and you had that team project going on right it, it, mm -hmm. it's no different and so I think our firm does real well working in that environment in that situation definitely uh, Kyla and I have talked about that many times, and we have, you know, literally collaborated with each other with clients, and it is it really is all about collaboration because mm -hmm. there's never one advisor that has all the answers, especially when you're dealing with something as complicated as family business succession. Yep. Um, and so it, when you've got the input of all of those people at the table, then you really can provide the best possible outcome for, for the client. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. I know relationships are really important in all of that, and um, when it comes to working with other um, professionals, you know, in in whatever practice area that they're in, I would imagine that you have a good network of advisors that you refer your clients to and work collaboratively with on a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's mm -hmm. a, a core group of advisors I work with, but I also really enjoy working on on deals where maybe there's new advisors because that's how I make new connections right. as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you get into a situation where it can get a little awkward if, if it's obvious that someone's a little out of their, their element. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to, yeah. if that situation pops up, you try to talk with them offline and, and get on the same page that way. So, yeah, I know that can be kind of touchy. Mm -hmm. I've run into that many times with clients and they say, and you probably know this, that the CPA is the most trusted advisor when it comes to uh, business owner relationships with their advisors. Yep. Um, and so when I'm in a situation where the accounting firm doesn't seem to be really serving the needs of the business owner, I don't ever suggest that they sever that relationship unless it's really bad, which almost never happens. Right. Um, but I do suggest a both and situation. Mm -hmm. So so keep that relationship because they have a lot of history, right, with yep. the business and know a lot about it, 
but when you're going through a transition, you got pretty much one shot at doing it right. And so let, maybe we need an upgrade, you know, uh, bring in a firm like JAK who can work alongside the other firm and get through this process more smoothly, um, shorter learning curve, less cost, and hopefully less money left on the table. Yes, absolutely. And and we mm-hmm. have been brought into, I've been brought into some of those deals. And yeah, it, it's however we get in there. Um, you know, we always kind of respect our lane in, in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently worked with a dermatology clinic that was um, going to market for sale, and I worked closely with the attorney and the clinic owner, but it wasn't a tax client or a financial statement client. I mm-hmm. got it brought into the deal by the wealth advisor who who realized that they needed a little, ex- little extra help. Sure. So, and, and likewise, on um, on some other situations... You know, maybe it starts out where the parties all know each other, um, but the the buy side, um, maybe the the attorney often will recommend right that even if it's a if it's a um, easy deal, sold, sale to key employees, and it seems all and it is all above board, they'll want another advisor brought in to rec- represent the other side. Sure. And so last year was a was a fun transaction with a paving contractor mm. um, for that situation where it was a sale from the owner to key employees. Um, we got brought in uh, specifically to help with some of the the unique circumstances around selling a construction contractor to keeping um, bonding requirements or equity requirements that are needed for their insurance bonding appropriate. Um, and yet still be able to get the deal done. You know, often deals will drain the equity of a company, and with a contractor, you, you can't do that. Otherwise, no. you, you lose all your ability to continue your business. So mm-hmm. um, so we were brought in to represent the buy side, and again, it was a real amicable situation, but we were just able to maintain those, make sure that the deal was structured in a way to maintain those covenants, keep everybody happy, and it, at the end of the day, it was a perfect situation. The uh, the buyers came to us and said, "Hey, we want you to keep doing our our reviewed financial statement, our tax return after this." And All right. so, you know, that's the ideal circumstances. But um, if someone stays with their current advisor, that's great too. You know, mm-hmm. they know we're there to assist if there's any other issues, um, complications that pop up later in life. All right, now I'd like to kind of switch gears a little bit, Andy, and talk about what is going on in our economy and our environment, right? We're, we're faced with some recession right now and rising inflation and business owners are probably a little bit concerned about that. Although things seem to be going pretty well already Mm -hmm. still right for me and for you, um, with, with my, with me, with my clients and you with your clients, but you know, um, nothing wrong with shoring up and being a little bit more conservative, um, in some certain areas or, Maybe there's some tactics or tips that you could recommend. So let's talk about that. Yeah, it, it is uh, an uncertain environment out there. Um, but I agree with you, Julie, that for the most part, the clients we're working with are still highly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of of cash, I, I would say, still on the sidelines um, from what I've seen and from what I'm hearing from, from other advisors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably a little different situation than like 2008. And, sure. and in 2008, it just kind of happened. It turned real quick. The housing market crashed and and everything kind of trickled down after that. Um, this, with, with the pandemic, 
um, and and international issues going on. I think people saw it coming a little more, sure. possibly, mm-hmm. and so they've had a little more time to prepare for it. Um, business owners in general, I think, remembered the 2008 lesson. It, it, that was, you know, it was a while ago, but yet pretty short term, right, it, in, in business owners' minds. So um, some of that, um, call it fun spending that was going on when I first started in 2003, mm-hmm. it never really picked back up, a- again, for at least the clients that, that I see that's got it going um, and, and how they've handled things since 2008. So that has helped. Um, the other thing you've, that I've noticed and, and I've talked with clients about is this war on talent, right? So mm-hmm. just the fact that there's a shortage of workers or a shortage of, of qualified employees it in some ways has lengthened, I, I would say, a good business cycle, especially in, in areas like the construction industry where you, you can only do projects to the extent you have people. Exactly. So that's helped. The, the biggest thing I think that's going to be out there for people to watch are these rising interest rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, these interest rates are higher than they've been in, in a long time. Right. The Fed has signaled they're, they're not done with it. Um, and in no way am I an, an economist, um, but just from an accounting perspective, it, it is going to create issues as, as mm-hmm. different um, commercial buildings uh, that are on um, adjustable rate mortgages or that are going to be up for renewal in a couple of years. I mean, those things are going to catch people unaware. So, mm-hmm. you know, start planning for, for these higher interest rates to stay. And, and I know the, the real veterans in my industry would say that, yeah, they're higher, but they're still historically low. And so that's a mm-hmm. good perspective to have, but it's hard when someone has been paying a, a 3% rate on their mortgage or mm-hmm. even on their line of credit, and, yeah. and now you're back to 55 6%. So people are going to have to get smarter with their money um, and and just be aware of this so, that, so they can plan for these situations. Yeah, definitely. I have to recall back in the 80s when I first got into the mortgage business before I owned my companies, and I'm dating myself right now. I know I was only 12 at the time, um, but the mortgage—I'm kidding—the mortgage rates were 12 and a half, 13 percent. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And we were refinancing a ton because they had just dropped from 15, right? Which had dropped from 18, yep. and then they just kept dropping, 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 and no one ever expected to see single-digit rates ever, ever again. And then what happened? Yep. We got to almost to a point where the banks couldn't possibly make any money. The rates were so low. So you're right. You know, if you look at it in that kind of perspective, um, I think it, it's they're reasonable. They're yeah. higher, but right. Yeah, yeah. We can still make things happen, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I think what you'll see too is uh, just this continued um, sale acquisition merging environment mm-hmm. you know, with aging business owners, but then pressures like these, where whether maybe a company. Um, wants to sell or combine to, to maybe relieve some of these these debt pressures. Someone else is sitting on a lot of cash, mm-hmm. but a company might have a lot of assets, and, and so they, they join up. Um, or business owners who just look at this as the next round of hard choices and decide enough's enough. You know, mm-hmm. maybe retire a little early or, or sell earlier than they wanted to, but just deciding it's time for the next generation to, to take it over and, and make it up this hill. Right. Uh, kind of across the board, there's all of those things that people are thinking about and experiencing. So, yeah. And we are here to take care of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we have reached the end of our time together. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Andy. We really appreciate it. Uh, would you say best way for people to reach you is through the website? Yes, www. 
www.jakcpa.com. Perfect. We will have that uh, in the show notes, of course, and tag you on social media. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Please do rate and review and share our episode. We really appreciate it. Join us again next time. Hey, everybody. There's an exciting event coming up October 6th in the Twin Cities. Mark your calendars for the fourth annual Owners Forum hosted by the Twin Cities Metro Area Chapter of the Exit Planning Institute. Our keynote speaker will be Super Bowl champion Ben Utecht. Ben is going to speak to us about how a strong company culture drives enterprise value. You won't want to miss this. For more information, check out the link in our show notes for this episode.